1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Abdallah Sima has his medical ahead of moving on loan to Rangers. Celtic agree terms with Melbourne City for Marco Telio and Aberdeen signed Graham Shinney and Rhys Williams. I'm Andrew McLean. Joining me in the studio tonight is Simon Donnelly. Good evening. Uh, yeah, the last time I sat here, we were questioning if Brendan Rodgers would indeed be back at Celtic and he returned on Friday. We've now got some new signings to discuss tonight again, uh, Rangers and Celtic, both in the, the transfer market, so plenty to talk about. Yeah, I mean, it has been a real busy couple of weeks, month or so in Scottish football, but this is what is going to get fans excited next, is the transfer business. We've already seen some clubs very, very busy. You look at Aberdeen today, bringing yep. Graham Shinney back, Reese Williams <clears throat> on loan from Liverpool. Yeah. Rangers have made four signings already, Celtic have signed Odin Thiago home, and supporters are now just looking at what's next for their club. Yeah, it's an exciting time uh, and I think fans, you know, after the season finishes and the kind of lull between the, that time and the, and the new season starting, you know, it starts to capture the imagination. I believe the, the fixture's out quite soon as well. Friday, yeah. Friday, so people will be looking at them and yeah, it's interesting that everybody, you know, will be looking at their own clubs to see, you know, where voids will be filled, you know, with players moving on or, or, or new players coming in to enhance what was already there so it's it's always a good time of the season uh, before a ball's kicked obviously that's that's what everybody's waiting for but you know the speculation never stops and the transfer window is well and truly underway yeah well we want to hear from you at home 01419511025 whatever is on your mind we'd love to hear from you on that number 01419511025 or you can send us a tweet as well at Clyde SSB another story I saw this morning as well is that Kieran Tierney mm. won't close the door on a return to Celtic, which certainly would be an interesting one. You think of the the money that he could go for and the wages. The, the talk is that if he was to return, it would be a loan deal, and the wages yeah. would either need to be subsidised or he would take a would need to take a huge wage cut to come to Celtic to link up with Brendan Rodgers again. Is that something you could see happening? Well, if I knew about the speculation last Thursday, I could have asked him. He was on the flight to <laughs> Portugal, but unfortunately, I didn't get a chat with him. Uh, listen, that will capture the imagination of the, the Celtic fans. I have no doubt about it. You know, if there's somebody out there that could entice him back to his beloved Celtic, it's, it's Brendan Rodgers. He's worked under him uh, before. Successful period. We were discussing it before we come on the show. He's only 26. I mean, he's, I wouldn't even say he's at his peak yet, but he's, he's been a fantastic player. Always he's, surprises me his age as well yeah, because he's been around for so for long. For so long. And, you know, I watched him perform for Scotland recently. And it, it's, it's still baffling me why, you know, he's had his injuries, but it's still, you know, the game time at Arsenal, I'd have expected a lot more. And he's at a, a, a point in his career where he has to play, you know, it, if it's back at Celtic for a season, if it's, you know, speculation with Newcastle, he's been linked with clubs of that ilk, uh, he has to play. But, you know, I would take him back in a heartbeat. It certainly would test... I think two things that the lure of Brendan Rodgers would be one because obviously he's a, he's a big name going back to Celtic is is that enough to entice Kieran Tierney back to the club? Listen, it's it's it, it's his team as well, mm -hmm. you know, and and you know I'm scratching, I'm thinking guys like maybe Robbie Fowler did it at Liverpool uh, back in the day. There's, there's been players that have came back, you know, you, you don't get 
it's not often that you get a second opportunity at a club like Celtic to come, to come back. Uh, and maybe it would be something that he would have looked at, and maybe it is what he's looking at, you know, further down his, towards the end of his career. Uh, you know, maybe finishing back at Celtic, but, you know, it would that would be a, a right coup for Celtic if they could get him. I, I don't see it happening just purely for the, you know, the salaries that we discuss in this show week in, week out. Yeah, uh, the, the story and, from the, the Scottish Sun this morning wasn't that it's definitely happening. It was yeah. a more of Kieran Tierney, you know, so it wouldn't close the door on it type thing. Yeah. It, it's a possibility, but you would expect Listen, that Kieran Tierney, if he's going to move on from Arsenal, will have plenty of offers from plenty certainly of will. clubs. Yeah, he certainly will. I mean, I mentioned Newcastle did as well. At, at one point, I think he's been linked with... In numerous clubs, and we haven't even touched on, you know, going into to, to Europe. Uh, but he's a top player. He's a top player. Uh, and I think the Celtic fans would be excited with that. Well, if you want to join in the conversation on that, maybe Celtic fans, you've got some thoughts on Marco Tilio. Looks as if Celtic have agreed a deal with Melbourne City for the Australian international to join them. Rangers fans, what do you make of Abdallah Sima? Because it looks as if he will be joining Rangers in the not-too-distant future after having his medical today. Lots to talk about, and we want you to get involved. 0141-951-1025. Ian is a Celtic fan up first in Greenock. Ian, how are you? Good evening, Andrew, uh, and good evening, Simon. I hope your pub, you and Jackie's pub's going well, mate. Yes, not bad. Thanks, thanks for the plug. <laughs> uh, 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 this is, I, I missed the I missed the show last night. One of my pals was saying to me about um, a boy for Huddersfield saying that Rangers was winning the treble. I think Rangers are going to be a, a completely different team. Um, whereas Celtic, I've got a base there, Simon. Um, where Brendan Rodgers has come right in, and I'm not saying it's the team's going to break up. With Ange coming in to try and buy players, but the foundation's there for Brendan. Um, he's coming into a team that's just won a treble, and they've they've got everything everything going from. I know there's a couple of players wanting to leave, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, but he's already on the verge of bringing in a second player, and he's just brought in the boy Thiago home. Um, but as I say, in, and also I would like to say about Scotland, uh, four qualifiers in a trot, and now. We're one feet, one foot on the on the plane, which would be. And we'll go on to Scotland in a second. I'll let you come back in and talk about Scotland. We'll we'll take your point about Celtic. I think it was Brian and Hurlford last night had had come on the phone. He'd said he'd be surprised if Rangers didn't win the treble next season, which was a a bold claim. Certainly, (laughs) what Ian is saying is essentially that he feels that you know there's there's more upheaval at Rangers. Does that mean there's there's a lot more risk there, whereas Celtic Listen, have think, a foundation to build on? Yeah, I think Ian's got a good point there. I think uh, for me, Celtic have the momentum. You know, it, it depends on what happens. You know, there's a lot of speculation with players being linked. You know, with Ange at Spurs, whether that happens or not, we don't know yet. I think Brendan coming back will have a good budget there to go and strengthen the team. I think that's an exciting thing in itself for Celtic. Rangers fans out there will be excited at the new players that they're bringing in. I think it will be a totally new look Rangers team. And, you know, I, th- I think Brian's statement is a wee bit bold, but th- that's the optimism, you know, around Rangers at the moment from their uh, perspective. There's no there's no uh, formula out there. I mean, Ange came into a, a position two years ago and transformed it. Uh, but I would say Celtic have the momentum and, and they've got a strong squad from me watching them last year. It, it, it boils down to who they, who they can keep, hopefully most of them, and and what Brendan's going to bring in. Uh, the lad that they've already signed, I've seen clips and, and he, looks, he looks good. A lot of people can look good in clips. 
uh, and the winger I haven't seen much of at all. So it'll be interesting over the next period for, for both teams, you know, new players come in always adds, I think, a little bit of excitement. It's a specific profile as well out of these two players, certainly, because I think Thiago home Odin Thiago home is, is 20 yeah. you've then got Marco Tillo who's 21 these are guys who are maybe not going to go in straight in and you start never, for Celtic they, they may do yeah. but certainly guys that Celtic hope have the potential that will go on and, and make an impact where needed and then potentially go on in the future and be key players yeah listen you, you, you don't know I suppose look, look at Leila Bada for example Abada's he came in at that, that age yeah, and the, the, made an Abada's instant impact the one that jumps out at me you know the, the contribution uh, contribution that guy's done since he came in in terms of assists and goals has been brilliant for a young player. So these lads, listen, I don't, I don't think at this position you sign players, you know, for the further down the line. I think these boys will be be in the first team squad. Ian, just on Celtic again, is a lot of what happens this summer with Celtic about who Brendan Rodgers is able to keep a hold of. There's been a bit of speculation about some players, some of Celtic's top players been linked with moves away. Is that a concern for you at all? Or are you quite confident that he'll be able to hold on to the top talent? No, I'm quite confident, Andrew. Uh, and same with Simon as well. No, I'm very confident because see see, see the progress to bring him in. Um, obviously, the due diligence has all been done, et cetera, et cetera, and the talks and all that. I think he's. I reckon. I reckon he spoke to Callum McGregor and um, Regardon before he before he put pen to paper. No, I think he's uh, he's he's going into a he's going into a, a team of winners, which um, is, is looking good. But it's a transfer budget, Andrew. It's phenomenal, and we're talking at the top of the show there. Uh, Regardon, Kieran Tierney. What what a what a return that would be even on loan. Could you see that um, happening? Ian? Possibilities never rule anything. You know what I mean? Because uh, money 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 talks as well, uh, Andrew. But no, as I say, would you take him back, Simon? Definitely. 100%, and I would yeah. put him. I would put him as a left-sided centre back. Because when was the last time Celtic had a left-sided centre back, Simon? Yeah, listen, and, and you touched on Scotland there as well. That's where he's been playing for Scotland, and impressive, you know, his performances there. Uh, and yeah, funnily enough, when when I seen the the story today, that was what jumped into my head. You know, coming back and playing in that that centre back slot. Uh, whether it happens, we don't know. I mean, as Ian says, would that, would that limit him too much? I know he plays. It's a left centre back for Scotland, but that is in a well, three it, where he's able to get forward, or yeah. because of you know the, the sheer possession that Celtic have, does no, it allow him to? I think the guys progressed. I, I remember watching Kieran as a young boy. I think it was Fenerbahce or something in Europe. It was the first time I kind of set eyes on him, like watching him uh, at Celtic Park, and you know very similar to Andy Robertson in term energy going up and down that. But I think he's matured over the years. You know he's been asked to play different positions, particularly for uh, the national team. And I think he just keeps maturing as he goes here and improving. Uh, I think it would be a great acquisition at centre-back for Celtic. As I say, we might be talking about something that's never, ever going to happen. Yeah, but I mean, the initial report from the Scottish Sun this morning says, you know, the, the sort of caveat is that there would need to be a substantial loan fee and a significant compromise over wages because he's yeah. on a report at £120,000 <laughs> a week, which is yeah. m money you don't even think about in the Scottish game. So there would need to be a huge compromise there whether it is 
Arsenal subsidising wages, whether it is Kieran Tierney agreeing to some sort of wage cut to yeah, go back what... to Celtic, that there would need to be a, a lot of things in motion and agreed for anything to go through. Yeah, and as, as you said earlier as well, there'll be no shortage of other clubs looking at them to, to actually buy them uh, and, and, and give Arsenal that money, you know, for the purchase. So, listen, I'm sure Ian would be absolutely buzzing if, if, if Kieran came back, uh, even if it was for a season. You know, Celtic have got the momentum. They've got Brendan Rodgers back in the door. You know, it'd be, it'd be exciting times, but let's wait and see. Well, thank you to Ian. Let's stick with the phones. Paul is a Celtic fan in Easterhouse. What do you make of all this, Paul? I'm just wondering how you think with Kieran Tierney coming back. Obviously, that's exciting for Celtic fans, but with Kieran Tierney coming back, do you think he would step right into the left-back position if Brendan Rodgers decided to stick with the formation? Or do you think it would be... Greg Taylor would keep his place considering his performances the last two seasons. Yes, Simon, because you've talked about Kieran Tierney potentially coming in and playing as a mm. left centre-back. When you look mm. at that left-back role, Greg Taylor had a fantastic season did. for Celtic. You wonder with his role as well, it's it's maybe about how Brendan Rodgers utilises his full-backs compared to Ange Postacoglu because Greg Taylor really shone playing you know, when he was allowed to step into midfield and you saw those reverse passes through to the winger and, yeah. and he was very good at that. That's where he shone really it I suppose it depends on how Brendan Rodgers utilises his, his wing-backs and how Greg Taylor fits into that and if he's able to, to yeah. get this deal over the line if Listen, it is we can look from the outside in and, and discuss all these permutations and even the, the likes of if, if Kieran would come back uh, this is Brendan Rodgers next project you know the, the Brendan Rodgers team moving forward might be different to the one that you know when he left uh, and as you say the way Ange Postacoglu Utilised his his fullbacks was you know I remember watching the games and, and the positions that the likes of Greg Taylor takes up you know at different points it's not your your orthodox fullback but he had a fantastic season uh, I don't know if Paul had caught the last caller there but if if, if Tierney was coming back for me I would I'd play him at centre back. What do you make of that, Paul? Uh, actually, I, I was listening to you in the last caller then when he played played the left centre back. I didn't even think of that position becoming available because then we do not need to play a 5 3 2 for the rest then you're going to put Cameron Carter Vickers yeah I mean I, I, I reckon you would mean Cameron Carter Vickers would play as the right centre back you would have Kieran Tierney at the left centre back which he, he has played before he's played there at international level I seem to remember he captained Scotland at Pataudry against the Netherlands played left centre back of a four yeah. he's played there for Celtic before as well there was a cup game against Kilmarnock where I'm sure he scored from about 40-45 yards but was yeah. playing left centre back of a four so he's he's done it before Could is that the evolution of Kieran Tierney's game you see him for Scotland and he's still bombing forward yeah. and still making things happen I, I, for me I think it is maybe because of the Scotland set up Andy Robertson plays in that left hand side uh, it, I thought he was had two fantastic performances in the last two Scotland games. For me, he was our best player. But Kieran, you know, is equally as important there. Listen, it's not a, it's not a, a black and white case here that oh, he comes in here and if it was Starfelt to move out, that's not what I'm saying. If I had, if he came back, I would have him in that kind of role. Again, we don't know what shape Brendan Rodgers has got in his head. There's going to be a lot of new players coming in, and probably one or two going as well. So. The Celtic team that finished last season, Ange Postecoglou's team, might be 
it might be totally different at the start of the season. That, that for me, that's exciting. But you know, what what players are going to be moving on, and what can he bring in? Is he the the quality of player that if Celtic managed to agree what they say is a he's substantial? That, that, that's one what feet, I'm trying to say. Essentially, that quality Celtic of player, regardless where he's playing, he's playing. If he comes back, he's playing. That's. But I mean, a case of if if the deal, if it looks possible that it could happen, no matter where he would fit in, yeah. it's a case of Celtic would just be like, just make it happen, and then we'll sort out afterwards. Essentially, where no, he I plays think, and what his role is. I think Brendan Rodgers would have an idea of where. He would, I mean, that discussion would probably be made uh, if if the deal was happening. But my point of view is that level of quality mm-hmm. coming back to the club, he's playing somewhere. He's in the team. Paul, there's also talk of Marco Tilio, Australian international winger, 21 years old. Celtic have agreed a fee with Melbourne City. They've agreed personal terms as well. He looks as if he'll be the next in the door. Is that a signing you're excited about? See, that's, that's the thing. But you check these things on YouTube and you look at the players on YouTube, that's only their best bits. You've not seen their worst <laughs> bits. So it's just trial and error bringing them players, really, if you look at it that way. Yeah, that's the big thing. I mean, everyone can look good uh, on a video on, on YouTube or on the internet, but... I suppose Celtic fans will have quite a bit of trust in the recruitment system that Celtic have in place yeah. at the moment because over the last two years, and of course Ange Postacoglu was a huge part of that, but yeah. there were also plenty of signings made that were ones that were presented to Ange Postacoglu that Celtic's recruitment team had had looked at prior and, and they've gone on to find success as well. Yeah, they'll, they'll, listen, they've done their homework. If it's as close as you know, the lads practically signing, they, they will know the player inside out. Us from the outside looking in, we do look at, and as, as Paul says, with my coach's hat on, there was loads of players that were presented to us with a, a two-minute video slot that made them look like Zinedine Zidane, you know. So I don't take too much from that. I think fans always want to get a little look, and, and the lad home, I, th- I think he looks good. Uh, I haven't seen Telio, uh, but as you quite rightly said there, the recruitment, they do their, they do their homework, they'll, they'll know these players inside out, they'll, they'll actually know the profile of, because I think that was an important thing with Ange as well, the type of player, I think Brendan Rodgers will be the same type of person, you know, the ability is there, but the type of person is he going to come in here and, and fit in well, so all those boxes will be ticked well before, you know, the the. the they sign their names on the dotted line. Well, thank you to Paul. Still plenty of time for you to get involved at home. 01419511025. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Simon Donnelly here with me, Andrew McLean, in the second part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. A few thoughts before the break on that story this morning that Kieran Tierney would consider a return to Celtic this summer. There would be a few factors in play and how that deal could work. A few thoughts on that and maybe you've got some to add to it. 01419511025. But let's take a look at Rangers, shall we? Because it looks as if they are closing in on their fifth summer signing. Abdallah Sima having a medical at the club today ahead of his loan move from Brighton. They signed him. It was two years ago now for £7 million. He's actually yet to make an appearance for Brighton. He's had a couple of loan spells, one at Stoke, and he was on loan at Angers in France last season as well. But it's it's really that attacking area of the park that Michael Beale is looking at at the moment, isn't it, Simon? Because yeah. there's Danilo at Feyenoord that they've had a bid rejected for. Cyril Dessers at Cremonese is another one that they've been heavily linked with as well. Sam Lammers, the Dutch striker, has already come in. So Michael Beale certainly making moves in, in the attacking third. Yeah, it's obvious that's that's a, a key position that, 
you know, Michael Beal sees he needs to strengthen in. Uh, we sat here a couple of weeks ago when the, the, the lad Lammers signed and he asked me, you know, if, if, if that would be the, the end of that. And I, I said then, I thought they would go and look for another striker or two. Uh, and they've been linked with a few before this lad Seema today. Again, he looks similar to Lammers in, in respect that they've, they haven't really let the touch paper anywhere else yet, but he's maybe looking for that platform to come and play regular football. Uh, so, yeah, you have to wait and see, but you just look at his, he didn't play at Brighton. I think he was out in loan a couple of places. Mm-hmm. But again, it doesn't suggest that these boys, you know, I think they just maybe are looking for the right club to come and play at. Yeah, it seems to be quite a theme in a lot of the signings that Michael Beal is making and that players that have shown real potential and yeah. have had really good seasons but then have maybe drifted slightly. Todd yeah. Cantwell is a good example of that and Michael Beal managed to help him rediscover his form certainly towards the end of the season there. You look at Kieran Dowell as another player who maybe hasn't hit the heights that people once thought he would. Jack Butland... Um, and Adela Sima, still young, 22 years old, yeah. was very good at, at Slavia Prague, of course, was part of the Slavia team that knocked Rangers out of the Europa League and was impressive yeah. across those two games, but just hasn't really hit the, the heights at Brighton at all. Anyway, Andrew, that's, that sometimes happens in a football career. Players sometimes aren't lucky enough to just go through their career playing sailing, you know. You look at Van Veen that came to Murrow last year, uh, you know, you look at his, his goal ratio before it, it wasn't... That was by far his best season. Sometimes things just click when you go to different clubs. And and Michael Bill have done his homework with these guys as well, you know, way long before it got to the point of signing them. So they obviously have something. Uh, and as I say, it might be the platform for them to go there and, and kick their career on. Is that part of the reality of, you know, the, the Scottish market is that you're quite often not going to get the finished product. And Michael Beale has seen something in these players that he's yeah. thought, you know what, if if I can get them into the right system and get their confidence at an all-time high, then I'll really be able to get the best out of them. Definitely, definitely. I mean, budgets dictate as well, you know, what you... you gone are the days, you know, early 2000s when you can go and pluck lads, you know, Celtic and Rangers that, you know, were household names, international players. It's it's not really like that. Now, even, even with Celtic, with the, with, with the guys that came in, you know, two years ago, we hadn't heard of any of these guys and they, and they went on, they kicked on to be, you know, firm Celtic fans' favourites and, you know, they'll do anything to hold on to them now. So, yeah, these these guys are, as I say, Michael Bale have done his homework on both of these guys, but it, it, it shows that that's a department of their team that he's, he's looking at to really strengthen, obviously, with Morelis going as well. Well, as I said, Abdallah Sima, he spent last season on loan at Angers in France. Let's hear from Jeremy Smith, who is a French football writer for various outlets. He is giving us the lowdown on what Rangers fans can expect from Abdallah Sima. Sima is a versatile striker who can play pretty much across the front line, um, mainly as a centre forward, but he can also play as a, as a sort of deeper lying support striker. Um, and can play sort of either channel, not as a winger, but certainly um, within a 4-3-3, say. Um, he can do a little bit of everything. He's he's tall, he's strong, he's good in the air, he can finish with both feet. He's able to hold the ball up and he's he's quite decent with, uh, with the ball at his feet. Um, I guess that in terms of, I don't know if weakness is the right word, but the thing with him is that it's all very raw. He's only 21. And um, although he, he already had built up quite a good goal-scoring record when he was in the Czech Republic, the last couple of years have been a little bit more difficult for him. I think, 
you can say that he's sort of coming off the back of um, a, a pretty promising six months or so and, and hopefully is now in a position to, to begin to sort of fulfil all his potential. I do see Seema as a starter, um, as I said, playing in, in Ligue 1 pretty much a whole season um, is positive. It is, you know, one of the top five, six leagues in Europe. He's competing well um, against very competitive teams. Um, I think he is ready. In terms of physicality, I think that the French league is often sort of um, not considered a physical league, but it is It is quite rugged. You know, you do have a lot of kind of old-fashioned uh, centre-backs and, and defensive midfielders, if you like. So um, it, is, it isn't the worst place in the world to sort of develop that, that part of your game. As long as he stays fit and, and sort of keeps focused, I think he can be a great success at Rangers. Yeah, what do you make of what's stood out to you there of, of what Jeremy said about Abdallah Seema? Well, he can play along the front, he suggested there, so it gives you options first and foremost. Uh, I think the lad, you know, and he's right as well, you know, playing in the French League, you know, people pass that off quite easily because Paris win it more often than not, but there's a lot of talent in, in that league as well, so that's a decent bit of experience for him. Uh, it's a whole different experience coming to, to Glasgow and, and, and playing uh, Rangers or Celtic, so it'll be interesting to see how he's, he's still young as well, 22, and he also deems him a starter, which for me, I think, you know, you don't have to mention it. I, I don't think Michael Beale's planning for the future. He can't afford to plan for the future. He has to go and compete against a Celtic team immediately. Well, let's hear what you think. 01419511025. William is a Rangers fan in North Ayrshire. William... Just heard there from Jeremy Smith, French football expert on Abdallah Sima. Is that a signing you're excited about? Yeah, hello Simon. And hello Andrew. Hi William. Hi William. Yeah, yeah I, I can remember our boy uh, a couple of years ago when he played against Rangers in the uh, Europa League. He was very good. I think they got quite far a couple, a couple of seasons in a row and he was a standout performer for them. So he had a good transfer fee uh, Brian. He's, he's no mug, you know what I mean? He's a million pound player, so We'll give him a chance, right? So that's, that's my whole point. Uh, you, you're talking about the forward areas, right? See, last year, Rangers get next to nothing out of Ken and Morelos, right? And, all right, Colac at the start, but uh, I, I, it can only be a positive Rangers because if we get four four decent players, we're front four next year, I'm hoping are all going to contribute because Morelos and Ken didn't, right? So... So the good thing for us is the new players are going to come in hungry, they're going to, they're going to contribute, they're going to compete, they're going to make Rangers better. As I said before... Well, William, I'll put that point to Simon and I'll let you come back in because William mentions Morelos and Kent and mentions a, a freshness. Is that what you feel Rangers attacking options needed? <clears throat> had yeah. it maybe gone a wee bit stale with Morelos and Kent? They'd been Possibly. there for a while. Their form had certainly tailed off as... Yeah. It's clear say, that Michael Beale's looking to were, freshen things up. I think up. they were big players for Rangers uh, in the time they were there. I mean, Morella scored a lot of goals for Rangers and Kent on his day, but I think everybody argued on his day wasn't enough. You know, he, he didn't do it enough. Uh, and I definitely think it was time for both players to move on. Sometimes, still questioning Morella's fitness at different times last season. And I think, you know, he should be hungry enough to begin out there and, and that shouldn't be getting questioned. Uh, 
Ryan Kent scored a great goal against Celtic I think at the start of the year but again for me those type of players you have to do it more consistent than, than what he was doing so I, th- I think they had just run their course so I think this I mean William I think they'll be excited you know it's new blood coming in new players maybe two or three on that front line that are, are, are maybe bring something different and something fresh to Rangers and you know William won't want me comparing them to the team across the way but you look at the you look at the goals that were throughout maybe five or six front thinking players at Celtic last year they all had good stats with the goals and assists they were all contributing and I think that was where Celtic were stronger because Ange knew he could take maybe three off and bring another three on and you know the form wouldn't the standard wouldn't drop you know and they all contributed so I think that's where Michael Beale's looking now to try and build something like that at Rangers uh, and it is it's new players coming in which William and, and Rangers fans will get excited about but to answer your initial I think Morelis and Kent had kind of ran their course because William mentioned the hunger there Michael Beale has said himself he likes to fly out and speak to the players in person look at them in the eyes and sort of judge their personality it's a big based part off, of it yeah. it's a big part of it you know I mean you'd like to think if this lad how much did they go to Brighton for 7, seven million. million so these guys can play you know they, they, they obviously have ability but it's a scouting system you would trust as well Brighton's isn't it very good very good but one of the big things to play, you know, for, for Rangers Celtic, it's, it's between the ears as well. It's what makes these guys tick. It's if they, their mentality, can they handle the pressure? You know, the pressure that these clubs to win every week is is enormous. So I think that's a good thing that Michael Beale's going and, and meeting these guys because I say it's, it's a lot more than just the football. William, where else does Michael Beale need to strengthen? Um, I don't... Maybe maybe another centre half, but that, that's my point. See, see, see next season, right? We've got a midfield that can definitely compete with Celtic. There's no doubt in my mind. You can't lay on your Askins, right? And if you get that boy for LA Galaxy, they're, they're, def- they're definitely. Neither can you tell me in the last five games between Celtic, they were a million times better than us. They, they took their moments, they took their chances to win the games. But that's what I'm saying. With 92 points, mediocre, in my opinion, right? And Van Bonkers, he must have dropped about 20 points to them, and we'll come in. And a good winning record. All we need is just improving that. And I think we'll, we'll, be there, we'll be there to death. What do you think of that, guys? Simon, so, I mean, Williams mentioning defensively, he feels is maybe next where Rangers need to strengthen. He's quite happy with the, the midfield area. Williams talking about Jose Sifuentes, who looks as a fuel sign from LAFC as well as a as a midfielder. But is, is it that defensive area? Because Williams quite happy with how Rangers competed towards the end of the season, certainly. I th- I th- listen, I think all, all through their team, I think we touched on the strikers. I think that's a big, it's a big part of football and scoring goals. Uh, yes, I think they'll be looking at defensively as well. I think he's mentioned Cantwell and Raskin there, D- two good players. I think Michael Beale will be happy with both of them. Uh, but I think Celtic will, will strengthen as well. So that's where you know. I, that's why Michael will be, will be looking at other players. He won't be. I don't think he'll be settling for the three or four, or whatever they've got in just now. I think there'll be a few more new faces coming in. Uh, whether it's in one certain department, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure, but I, I definitely think he'll be looking to bring in a few more. Well, thank you to William. You could be next. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. But before the break, let me tell you about this. Oh, you're kidding me on. Cash Register. 
Yes, we had another winner on the cash register today. Well done to Tia, who won £27,000. And safe to say, she was absolutely buzzing. (laughs) (laughs) How long have you been playing it for, Tia? Oh, my God. This is my first time phone Oh, yes, 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 yes. That's not bad luck, is it? The first time she had ever played the cash register. She got the call with her mum, who'd been playing for ages, but Tia won at the first attempt. She just passed her driving test last week, so she plans to get a new car, and that could be you tomorrow. It's your chance to win £28,500 when we make the next call, but you need to get yourself in the draw. All you need to do is text YES to 61025. That's Y-E-S to 61025. Uh, We'll make the call after three o'clock tomorrow. You answer within five rings and make sure you know the correct cash register amount, which is £28,500. Texts are £2 plus your standard network rate. You can enter online for £2 as well. You can also enter by phoning 0330-880-4523. Calls are charged at the standard rate. It's over 18s only and all the rules for this Hits Radio Network Scotland competition are on our website. So to enter, text YES to 61025 for your chance to win £28,500. Five hundred pounds. Good luck. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard, and we still want to hear from you. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Maybe you've got some thoughts to add to what we've already heard tonight. Maybe you want to change the topics altogether. That's absolutely fine by us. Give us a call. Oh one four one nine five one. 1025 or you can send us a tweet at Clyde SSB but before we get back to that Simon obviously a very sad story this week the the news that Craig Brown sadly died at the the age of 82 yeah uh, a man you know very well yeah uh, really sad news to hear that on Monday uh, I was last in Craig's company he did something he was kind enough to come along to it was a fundraiser for my boys football team uh, Giffnock and he came along as a speaker, uh, that was last October, and he was in good form that night, but I mean, when you guys t- uh, contacted me on Monday, uh, my memory goes back to, you know, one of my highlights of my career, and that was, you know, I'm picking me to go to 98 the World Cup, I mean, I, had t- I was lucky enough to get 10 caps, and Craig gave me all 10, uh, but the big thing was to go to the, to the 98 World Cup, and it was just... Just a great leader, you know, he had a really experienced team there. I was one of the younger boys, but it, it was just great. And I, I've, I've enjoyed listening to a couple of the guys talking about it over the last couple of days and his one-liners. But the, the one for me, we're, we're standing in the tunnel against Brazil, first game to open the World Cup, and they're looking a million dollars. And Ronaldo's got the, the, the silver boots on, and you're staring at them, and... He told us in no uncertain terms, I can't obviously say word for word on the show, but they were scared and he used different words and they looked anything but that. But it was his way of trying to calm the team before we went out. Uh, And it actually brought a a bit of laughter to the, you know, the tension. Uh, And that's my overriding memory. But yeah, just my thoughts go to his his family, you know, and, and it was a sad day for Scottish football on Monday. Was that just part of his man management and the way he dealt with people that he knew exactly what to say at the, at the right moment? Because I imagine it was just but, so heightened at yeah, that point, the tension. Well, the short time that I was round about the, the, the Scotland squad, as I say, 10 caps, was with him at the helm. And he, he, he did have a, a way of kind of almost dismissing the opponents. But it was, I think, looking back on it now, it, 
although you found a wee bit of it quite funny, it was his way of trying to kind of calm the boys. And, you know, he took us to 96, he took us to 98. It was a time where if you speak to any player of that time or fan of that time, it was the it was the norm for Scotland. And we've only had to live through the, the, the years up until the, the last Euros to realise that it wasn't. It was a special period, you know, and he had some good players there that, and he was leading the way with them. So, as I say, it was a really... A sad message when I found out on 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 Monday, but as I said, went back to that, and obviously, as recent as last October, when you know he, he came and, and helped the fundraiser. Yeah, I heard plenty of lovely stories about the man and the manager, Craig Brown, over the last few days. Of course, sadly died on Monday at the age of 82. Maybe you've got some memories of your own, 01419511025, or maybe you want to talk about your team, whether it's transfers, whether it's pre-season, anything like that. We'd love to hear from you, 01419511025. There are a few transfers confirmed today around Scotland as well. A couple coming out of Aberdeen, the first of those on a three-year deal Graham Shinney, is that a really good piece of business? He obviously returned on loan last season and played a big part for them, but managing to get him on a permanent deal, yeah. a permanent three-year <clears throat> deal, that experience, the the quality, how big a capture is that for Aberdeen? It's, it's a good signing. Uh, he's an experienced player. He's another leader that they'll look to, you know, with the younger players around about him. Barry Robson knows exactly what he's got with him. Uh, so I think it's a, a really solid signing for Aberdeen, uh, accompanied with the, the, the centre-back from Liverpool. Yeah, Rhys you know, Williams. They, they yeah. went into that kind of area before with Clarkson. Uh, so I think that's two decent signings that Aberdeen have made. And it'll be interesting to see Barry Robson, his first full go at it. You know, he came in and turned it round brilliantly last year. It'll be interesting to see how Aberdeen go this year. Yeah, the way they've sort of marketed the Reese Williams signing as well is, you know, he, he's quite pally with Leighton Clarkson and almost that Leighton Clarkson has sort of done done the work to to speak to him and get in his ear and say, look, you, you'll Listen, enjoy it, it up he, here. Is that is that a good tool to use as a These things manager? help. These things definitely help. And, you know, he'll look to the likes of Clarkson who's he's came here, he's played regular football, he's, he's got his deal at Aberdeen. You know, it's a, it's a good move for him and at the start of his career. This lad will be looking for the same. He'll be up here to look for game time. You know, he might have his eye on returning and, and trying to get himself into that Liverpool team, which is no mean feat. But, you know, he's coming to a good club in, in Aberdeen. And he'll exactly be looking at that. He'll be looking at how well his mate did last year and saying, right, I, I want to go and do a bit of that. Because Reese Williams, I think a lot of people will find him quite recognisable from, I think it was the, the COVID season where Liverpool had all sorts of problems that centre-back they'd signed Ben Davies or, um, from Preston in the yeah. January who didn't end up making any appearances for them I don't even think made the bench but Reese Williams was one of the players along with Nat Phillips as yeah, well that made it. regular appearances yeah. I think he played six times in the Champions League yeah. for Liverpool and I know it was out of necessity they also played Jordan Henderson Fabinho back there at times but he was certainly trusted during that season to, yeah. to play multiple times at centre-back Yeah so at an early stage his career he's gained that, that sort of experience which I think will be it was really worthwhile going to Aberdeen uh, and he's training with if you're, if you're around about that first team you're, you're training with the first team you're training with international players top players you know in his position the Van Dykes so he'll be learning off these guys day to day uh, and Barry will be hoping that Aberdeen benefit yeah I mean how keen will Barry Robson be you mentioned it there building on what happened last season because finishing in third place at the moment with the way the coefficient is is massive you're guaranteed European group stage football so 
they'll want to do what Hearts didn't do last yeah. season because, and, and it is tough going because you've got those European fixtures where it's relentless for the first half of the season. We saw the injuries that Hearts had, but if you're that team that's finishing in third place and you get that European money and you're able to get it again the next season and again the next season, it's a wonderful platform to that's build on, isn't it? That's the test. But I think that's where teams like Aberdeen, that, that's got to be their target. It simply has got to be their target. You, Hearts, Hibs, these teams have to look at, they're not going to oust the top two, you know, seriously. So that's where they have to look for. And Aberdeen have achieved that on the back of, I think, them and Hibs having a poor season the, the season before. Barry's come in, turned it round, they've, they've managed to get that third place. That's what they have to go for, pure and simple, next season. And then on the flip side, Hearts will be desperate to be to the ones back, that yeah. get that European football yeah, back and they'll maybe hope that the, the backlog the of games these, that Aberdeen has... That's then, the, the, hmm. the success for, for these clubs. The, the reality of it, that's what they have to go for. That third place slot, you know, you get rewarded with a European football and then they look to the Cups and try and, and, try and nick a cup. Yeah, another signing that I noticed today as well is that St Mirren have signed Zach Hemming on a season-long loan from Middlesbrough. He was, of course, spent the last couple of seasons at Kilmarnock. I think a lot of Kilmarnock fans were... He was quite popular amongst Kilmarnock fans as a goalkeeper, made 54 appearances for them, 19 clean sheets in that time. Of course, helped them to promotion up from the Championship. You wonder whether that may be because of Trevor Carson and whether Trevor Carson may be moving on to another club there's been speculation about him but St Mirren have done not too badly with goalkeepers over the last few years certainly Vaclav Kladke and then Jack Anik Trevor Carson came in if uh, Zach Kemen can show the sort of form that he's shown at Kilmarnock then they'll be happy with that never mind their goalkeepers their teams did pretty, mm -hmm. pretty yeah. decent you know in the last uh, but I famously tipped them for relegation this time last year so I won't be doing that you, this you year. aren't the only one I think yeah, there's a few that have and I've apologised on this show time, so I won't, I won't be doing that this year. But uh, yeah, listen, they just need to keep progressing as well. The, the challenge again for St Mirren is, you know, to, to go and, and do it again. You know, when you have a, a successful season, the fans get that little bit more excited, the expectation gets a little bit more, and you have to go and repeat it. I think the, the thing that we've all learned from the pre-season predictions is don't base any of your <laughs> predictions on the Viaplay Cup group stage because I, everyone Aye. just reads into that and you're like, well, this team's done well, this team's done badly and it never seems never to be reflects. a true reading and I suppose it is so early in the season. It's it starts, so early, I just said to you in the break. of Dumf July. <laughs> is it Dunfermline playing a game tonight? You know, these games... Yeah, Motherwell had a friendly yeah. last night. There's, there's plenty of friendlies going on but it is so early in the season when they come around because it's the 15th of July. You've still got a month and a half of transfer activity left to go yeah that, that's it so when it comes to the pundits on here do, do not take that as you say into consideration uh, with your predictions but listen the, the season's now gone are the days of you know six seven weeks redundant you know it's, they come round thick and fast and it's not a part that I particularly miss you know that pre-season coming round thick and fast and the, and the game's coming again but you know a, a lot of exciting Time ahead, as you say, the transfer window's still well and truly open, so there's going to be a lot of new faces. It'll be interesting to see if the likes of Motherwell can replace a guy who's scored so many goals for them last year. That's a big, big void to fill for Motherwell. Uh, so, interesting times ahead. And the fixtures coming out on Friday, Friday as well, yes. looking forward to that. Yeah, always, always looking for the, the big ones, the big two, obviously. And, you know, when I was a player, I used to look at 
the ones around about Christmas as well. You always wanted to know where you were travelling to. Not Dingwall is essentially what everyone or, was hoping. Or, yeah, not Dingwall. Or Pato- that was at Pataudry one Boxing Day. <laughs> unfortunately, I had to leave on Christmas Day, but that's that's the thing of being a professional footballer. Well, unfortunately, that's all we've got time for tonight. But thank you to you at home for listening in. Thank you for phoning in or tweeting if you did that as well. I wonder if by tomorrow night, if there's going to be some confirmed signings, maybe Abdallah Sima will officially be a Rangers player. Maybe Marco Tellio will officially be a Celtic player. There will be lots to talk about, so make sure to join me again from 6 o'clock tomorrow night. I will be in the studio with Gordon DL, but stay right there because it's Callum Gallagher that's up next.